plot is no more than footprints left in the snow after your characters have run by on their way to incredible destinations. Ray Bradbury. But how do you know if an ending is good for the characters unless you've traveled with them through every page? Shannon Hale. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole, and I like characters better. And I'm Lieses, and I design my plots first. So I have a confession. Oh? I have touted that I am very much a plotter for the almost 200 episodes that we've released now. I like plotting. I like having a plan. I like leaning forward as I write. But I will tell you, I have a tiny bit of pantser in me, and that comes to designing characters. I will often design the plot, throw characters in, and then see how they react, and that helps define their characters as the story moves along. I just pants everything <laughs> until lately. I started to plot. <laughs> but still not my characters. Despite that, I am going to be arguing today that your characters are more important than plot. Mostly, if you're listening to this episode, we are talking about the moments before you start writing down, how you get the idea, how you formulate the story in your head, story in this case being both plot and character. When I write my story, I come up with a concept. Most often it's a challenge to myself. Can I write a character who is only known by her pronoun for the entire story? How would I do that? Why would I do that? What type of story would lean itself toward that? Okay, so if she has this background, then my characters start to come out from and as a reflection of the challenge in the plot. When I start writing, I tend to envision the main character first. I did that with Toxic and its sequel. I thought first of the protagonist. No, I didn't flush out all of her specific details and personality quirks. I got the general idea and then went from there. Figured out the characters that I needed before I figured out the plot. Because I'm a pantser when it comes to plotting. I don't spend a lot of time figuring out the details of my conflict because my character is going to be what decides how that happens. I think it's easier for me to have secondary and tertiary characters than it would be for you, simply because I'm okay with throwing a character in for one scene and then never seeing them again. If it's not relevant to the plot, I boot it out of the way. Then why have that character in the first place? It's relevant for that one moment, but your main character is still the main character going forward. Have you ever written a story or even read a story where you're more enamored with a side character than the main character? Absolutely. I feel like that issue happens a lot more if you are determined that the main character should be the main character. Tell me, in all seriousness, you would not rather have Han Solo be the main character than Luke Skywalker. While I would like to see a good show with Han Solo as the main character... The character of Luke is what defined Star Wars in the first place. Nobody wanted to be Luke. Everyone wanted to be Leia or Han, or maybe Vader. But Luke is still who defined Star Wars. The main Star Wars theme is Luke's theme for the music. 
Mark Hamill has a quote when he was like, all these characters have these really cool songs. Where's mine? And John Williams was like, the main song is Luke's. My point is, you don't always know who the interesting characters are until partway through the story. I would argue that if you actually spent time developing your characters before you developed the plot, you would know the characters that are most interesting. And as a side note, I also argue your main character does absolutely not have to be the most interesting character. They're just the best one for the job. If you talk to any theater actor, almost always they don't want to play the hero. They don't want to play the main character unless it's an internal struggle like in Hamlet. These side characters are the interesting ones. But back to my point, we watch a story, we read a story, we invest in a story because of the plot. We want to see the rebel base get blown up. Tell me if Leia had been the one to pull the trigger instead of Luke, it wouldn't have been the same story. It wouldn't have been the same story. She'd have gotten it done faster. (laughs) Yeah, and just claim credit when someone else does it. You saw Rogue One, you know how that went down. So I hard to disagree with this. I am interested in stories because of the characters, because I can connect with the characters and watch them defeat their problems. I don't really care about the plot and the solution to the problem itself. I care about the characters who get there and what they have to go through to do that. So in Mistborn, Vin becomes more or less a magic user and ends up freeing the city, conquering the bad guy, saving the world. But it's more interesting to you that she fell in love with some random dude who has money. No. That's the character interaction versus the plot interaction. It is the character interacting with the plot. The story that's interesting for me in Mistborn is Vin's development, her change, her overcoming years and years of physical and mental abuse to become someone so much stronger. The character development is what matters in Mistborn. And not the world building or the society where they're trying to build an army or any of Kelsier's plan falls by the wayside. That's like sprinkles on the top of something that's already great. But I would not care nearly as much about defeating the Lord Ruler if I didn't have a character on the protagonist side that I could root for. Does it not drive you batty when a main character becomes dissociated with the reader? Have you ever read a book where you just hated the main character? No, because I don't read those books. If I find myself not liking the character or not being able to at least understand the character, I don't finish the book because it's not interesting to me. I don't read for plot. You don't read for plot. So slice of life books are right up your alley. I have read many slice of life books. And you like them? (laughs) Again, it is about who solves the problem. So yes, I do like to have a good plot. There's a reason I like fantasy. I like world building. I like grand plots and destruction and saving the world kind of things. But What I care about, what makes me care about the story, is watching the characters go through that. If it was just a broad view of, hey, look, this army is going to take on the bad guy, I don't really care. Lord of the Rings, 
I'm rooting for Sam and Frodo, and I say it in that order for a reason, (laughs) because it is an individual look at these people that should not have no right to be there, but they overcome for good. See, I feel like I see a lot more great stories than I see great main characters carrying the story. Because it's not always the main character. This is why casts are good. You have Frodo, who is incredibly vanilla. You have Luke, who is incredibly vanilla. But you have Sam, who is so amazing. And even by Tolkien's admission, is the only one that could have helped Frodo do what he needed to do. But he himself could not have carried the ring all that way. You can't compensate for a bad plot. You can compensate for terrible lead and boring lead characters. Hard disagree. If you have boring characters, I don't care about them. I don't care if they finish the plot because I don't care what's going on in the world. If the character itself is not accomplishing the goal in a way that's interesting and relatable, why do I care about them accomplishing the goal? I might be rooting for the bad guy if they're more charismatic. And that's part of my issue with designing the character first is I will often design the bad guy first. Bad guys tend to be far more interesting in a lot of ways. You look at 101 Dalmatians. Who's the bad guy? Cruella. And who's the good guy? Pongo. One of the Dalmatians. Yes. You're proving my point here. But Pongo is such a good character. Yes, he's a dog, but he's such a good character. He's the one that got his human to fall in love in the first place. Having a plot is about investing in the bad guy, investing in whatever the problem is so that we can be interested in its solution, no matter how boring Luke Skywalker is. But your plot is a reflection of the characters and what they struggle to overcome. My characters are a reflection of the plot because I designed the plot first. Ew. Great response there. We'll leave that one in. (laughs) Most of my plots start with an idea, a concept of, okay, what if a writer and a serial killer met on a dating website? That would be an interesting relationship to try to portray. Relationship. Character interaction. Sounds like you want characters more important. I don't care about their backstory. But their backstory is literally in how you titled them. A writer and a serial killer. Yes. But if she has seven siblings or none, it doesn't make a difference to me until the siblings enter the story. The plot is about their conflict and resolution. The plot is about the characters and their conflict and resolution. So it's the characters that define what the plot is. But I have the image of the plot before I have the image of the characters. Except your entire idea was an image of a writer and an image of serial killer. You generally have stereotypical personalities that go with both of those that are already creating a foundation of character before you figure out the plot. Ha <laughs> ha! When I am designing a story, the concept is what's interesting, not, oh, well, she has brown hair and she went to Catholic school and all of this information about her. It's throwing ingredients in the mix and then seeing what comes up. I don't disagree because, again, I don't completely fill out my character's biography before I start writing the story. 
but I figure out their main personality, their strengths and their weaknesses that will make the difference for what kind of problems they're going to run into in the plot. I feel like I can make more realistic characters that way rather than designing a plot and then a character to fit that plot. But even when you're writing your story, you know how it ends. The murderer is caught in some regard. You know the plot so you can design the character around the plot. Ha. Except I didn't. Well, yeah. Okay. I guess I did do that because thought was, oh, look, I can write a murder mystery. And just like the characters, there is a base structure for a murder mystery that ends a certain way. But I didn't have the details of the plot filled in until I started writing the story. Because again, pantser. Plotter and pantser, different argument. See our very first episode. (laughs) Do you ever learn something new and go, hey, I think there's a story there? Or do you meet people and go, I think there's a story there? I am a people watcher. I will watch people to come up with character ideas and then build a story around them because I love seeing people's quirks. Because I've written both character first and plot first, I find when I write character first, there's a lot of downtime in act two. There's a lot of wandering and introspection until we catch something and we finish the story. When I'm writing plot first, Everything depends on moving the plot forward and getting to that destination in the end. Just because you write character first doesn't mean you can't plot. Define the characters and then you can plot and that will fix your middle part problem. So you're saying plotting is the solution? For you. (laughs) But if you're running into that problem as a character first writer, it's because you're not taking the time on the plot as well. Because essentially, these two things character and plot go hand in hand. They must go hand in hand. You can't have a completely character-driven story if there's no plot. You can't have a good plot if there aren't interesting characters. If you look at the Pixar model for plotting out a story, for how they define a story, there is a distinct cause and effect Something happens, new guy comes into town, and then that changes something, and then that changes something else, that changes something else. There's a cause and effect that moves the story along. It's not necessarily a character pushing to move the story along. It's a response to the previous events that compel the story forward. You aren't pulling on it, it's pulling you. But if you look at these Pixar stories, what do we care about? The actual plot? Do we care about all the things Marlon has to go through to get his son? Or do we care about Marlon himself and Nemo and Dory? Do we care about Carl or do we care that his house is flying to Paradise Falls? Do we care about Woody and Buzz? Or do we care about the fact that they're trying to catch up with the van? They are trying to survive as characters or as toys or fish. But the problem and the solution is how it moves forward. But that's not what we care about. Yes, that is how it moves forward, but it's these characters' choices that move that forward. So you take Woody and Buzz in the very first movie, where Woody is making all of these choices that leads them to being stuck at Sid's house when their family and Andy is moving. But that's your problem, is Andy is moving. But it's the character choices that determine how it all plays out. Andy's not the main character. 
No, it's Buzz and Woody, and it's their choices that determine what is moving the plot. And it's the characters that move the plot. Maybe, I will confess, the mentor character does try to move the plot along. Oftentimes, Gandalf's got a plan, whether it's sane or not, that depends on the mentor character. But for the most part, your hero is thrust into this new scenario, and that's your inciting action. And we learn about the hero because of the actions that happen to them. Because of the choices that they make when they are faced with problems. The problems that they are faced with, that is plot. That is your job as god of this little world to throw challenges at them and have a plot. And the choices that they make when faced with plot are what makes people care about the story. Or hate the story. They care about it in some way or shape. They have emotion toward the story because of the characters, not the plot itself. So often, we know what needs to get done. We know if they just talked about the video that she saw, then things would be a lot easier. I feel a lot of frustration when it's all about the character's feelings and not about the nuke that's about to destroy New York City. Like, okay, yes, there's emotional drama, blah, blah, blah. But the plot, the main problem that they have to solve outside of their own little world is kind of more important. To somebody with no empathy, maybe. (laughs) This essentially boils down to your target audience. If your target audience cares more about the plot itself, then you may consider doing plot first. If your target audience cares about characters more, then you should probably focus on the characters first and build a plot around them. But it comes down to you and your choices. Because either one is not wrong. We are presenting two different ways to approach beginning to tell your story. And yes, we're having fun with our battle here. But it does come down to which one you like more, the genre that you're writing, and your own personal taste in telling your story. If you care about the characters, focus on them. If you care about the plot, focus on that. Because what matters is that you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 